0: One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Guys! In a row? Welcome to Nine Guys Dynasty Football. I am Jamie G. Esquire V, Master of the Commodities. And I'm here with Magna Mills to talk about the dynasty value of nine
1: guys in a row man it's almost as if you view guys as commodities it yep actually that's exactly what it is that is exactly precisely what we're doing here i am Magna mills thanks for checking out nine guys presented by seize the gap fantasy football find us wherever you get your pods by searching for seize the gap find us on social media at seize the gap ff and you can find our youtube channel at joe if you could please take a second to comment rate like follow, subscribe, whatever the thing you want to do it is. It'll only take a second, helps us out a lot, helps other people find the show, and we really appreciate it. Please and thank you.
0: Magnum Mills with the Manners, the Triple M. On the episode, we're going to continue to wrap up the 2022 uh, season and see what lessons we can learn by looking back at nine dynasty trades from the 2022 season and seeing how they've aged.
1: You know, I'm going to assume here that we're still breaking down my trades, I'm going to hope that you tastefully integrated all of the Javante Williams trades instead of just hitting me with them all at once. No matter what I say, you're not going to believe me. So let's skip
0: right to the Jamar Chase. We're going to break down another nine trades that you made last season
1: in FFPC Dynasty Leagues. Mm, Fair enough. You got me with your Jamar Chase thing. Uh, For the record, this is FFPC. These are shallow leagues. You generally have to cut down to 16 players. That's 14 position players. In the offseason, that is not a lot. And all of these leagues are tight end premium leagues. That's pretty much the gist of it, at least when it comes to FFPC Dynasty leagues. We'll probably expand things a bit here next time. But for now, let's break
0: down these FFPC trades. Here's the first deal. On a sunny day in September, the 25th to be exact, in a one quarterback tight end premium Dynasty League, you traded away David Montgomery. Christian Kirk, and the 2023 3.07 pick. For Chase Claypool, the 2023 1.08 pick, and the 2023 2.08 pick. Looking back,
1: Mills, you think you got enough here? Uh, The interesting part is I don't think it was that sunny, because I actually very specifically remember this day because it was a Friday, and I was actually uh, drinking with your pop, so... I actually really remember this day on my iPad, kind of getting bored at one point. I'm like, I'll throw some trade offers out there because I'd literally been trying to trade David Montgomery in this league for like two years. He was actually once upon a time part of a deal that included Julio Jones and Zach Ertz. Like at their peak, it was a big Chris Carson and Kenny Galladay, just to show you how long it's been. This is right kind of towards the beginning of the year there when Christian Kirk came out just firing David Montgomery was healthy. Chase Claypool was not doing much on the Steelers. And this is a case where this is a little bit higher of a buy-in league. I believe this is a $500 league. And I was trying to kind of walk the line between rebuilding a bit and still, like I was a team that probably should make the playoffs. And I did, and I didn't, you know, finish up fifth. So really didn't quite pay it off. But I had the right idea here. And the uh, DeAndre Swift, Kenneth Walker, Rashad Penny combo, and Tony Pollard at running back. Decent depth at wide receiver, which got tested a bit when uh, Keenan Allen got hurt. I couldn't really sell Kirk on his own for what I wanted or David Montgomery on his own. So I packaged them together. You know, it was pretty much I wanted to get another first round pick and a second round pick. I got that. Adding Claypool is something I still like. I really like his talent. He's young. He's basically a lottery ticket. At the end of the day, if if he hits, that's pretty much a bonus. It really comes down to what I can do with the 1.08 and 2.08. I still have all my picks and additional picks in this league. So now I've got some flexibility because everyone wants to buy picks. And I can tell you from experience, not everybody wants to buy David Montgomery. So on paper, if you go to a trade calculator, I probably lost a little bit, but in this it's especially a hard league to make trades in. So I'm okay with it, man. I'd rather do this now than have to just hold on to David Montgomery to the bitter end.
0: So, so this was mostly a, how can I shed Montgomery and, um, you know, having a few beers. You felt pretty good about it, and it sounds like you still do. So I used Christian
1: it. Kirk. I used him. I just used and abused him to sell David Montgomery. And I like Christian Kirk. I just Never think he's takes. he's a fine. Like I think he's a high end wide receiver three in Dynasty. But that's I sold him for more than that. So that's I think what you can do. The second trade I want to discuss here went down on November thirteenth.
0: A somewhat chilly afternoon. In a Superflex Tight End Premium League, uh, this was a Best Ball Dynasty League. Superflex Tight End Premium Best Ball Dynasty League. This is actually a team you and I co-own, where we traded away George Kittle and Christian Kirk again for Brees Hall, Wandale Robinson, and a 2023 4.12 pick. Mills, we got the 12th in the in the fourth round coming
1: up. We got Brees Hall, Wandale Robinson. Walk us through this one. Well, this was a Jonathan Taylor league in after he kind of struggled to get out the gate when you're building this kind of team. Again, it wasn't really our first choice. All the quarterbacks got burned before we were on the clock. We did wind up with Trevor Lawrence. I really like this team's long-term prospects, but it put us in a situation here in best ball where we weren't going to be able to compete to make money. So our best bet was to score as few points as possible. Trading for Brees Hall kind of got us there. I like I like George Kittle. I guess I have to say this first. I do like George Kittle, but we've talked about him as a sell because, you know, he's turning 30 for a tight end. That's not a huge deal. The problem is the offense he plays on. He's just never going to be featured at a very high level. When the 49ers have a good matchup against a team that's weak at tight end, they'll feature Kittle but he will have a lot of weeks where he has two catches for 28 yards or something. It makes it very difficult to kind of handle. And this is a best ball league. So it is suited for that, but tight end was probably, you know, one of our stronger positions. We had kiddo, we had Noah Fant, we had Greg Dulcich. And because this is super flex, really, you can only play two tight ends at the most You know, a Hawkinson you have to consider now is a guy who theoretically is going to be in there every week. You do want to have depth, but that's what Fant and Dulcich are for. I I thought it was a good idea to try to move on from Kittle here. Kind of already touched on why you might want to move on from Christian Kirk. Again, nice player, but especially in a basketball league, I think you can find similar production. For instance, Zay Jones would have given you fairly similar production on the same team, but for a lesser price. I think this worked out because Brees Hall could be... Like transcendently good, like the running back one. Good pairing him with Jonathan Taylor gives us a unique opportunity to compete next year, and then turn around and maybe sell one of those guys. Still be strong at running back, but reload quite a bit. You know, maybe it's JT because he is going to be a little bit older at this point. And I think the real sad part is that we made this deal right before Juan dolly Robinson had his breakout game, hundred yards, everything, and he tore his ACL. That sucked because that was really kind of the creeper idea. Was like next year, there was definitely a world where Robinson and Kirk could have similar production. Yeah, so you know, I, I really still like this deal. It hurts a little bit now because Robinson's going to be kind of on the the border of the roster cutdown line just because he you don't know when he's going to come back. Late ACL tear sucks, but yeah, dude, I'll, I'll stand by this one, man. I know you're not a huge fan of the Jets, but I think Brees Hall is like really, 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 really good.
0: Yeah, he is, and he showed it um, when he was playing this year. So
1: hopefully you can come back from that and continue. Take take, take your time with him, Jets. Do not not wreck him. Don't bring him back too early. Take your time. Do the J.K. Dobbins thing if you have to. We're there for it.
0: Yes, we are. Mills, I agree. The third trade we're going to discuss happened on a surprisingly chilly May 5th. You had a one-quarterback tight end premium dynasty league here, and you got creative. You gave up Damian Pierce and Tyler Algier – and you got your boy miles sanders and ronald jones
1: i believe this is a trade that went down during the the rookie draft correct absolutely i mean it had to be early enough that ronald jones was still a thing the, definitely this was a case of where i had clyde edwards solaire and at that point it looked like maybe it was going to be a two-way split between those two but really it wound up being you know the Miles sanders deal So I effectively gave up the 205, the 206, which were Damon Pierce and Tyler Algier for Miles Sanders. Yeah, that's not great. I think there might be a little bit of a follow-up to this. Actually, there's two follow-ups because I do want to say that I actually did still wind up with Tyler Algier. Right before the trade deadline, I swung uh, Taysom Hill in the 401 for Tyler Algier, so I did kind of remedy that. So I did theoretically come away with Miles Sanders and Tyler Algier still here. Ooh, Algier still here. That is a, a bit of a mouthful, if I don't say myself. Overall, probably did it, that's what she said, and overpaid a bit. But, I, as we'll see, I, I think it worked out okay for me. The fourth trade went down on October 28th in the same
0: 1QB tight end premium dynasty league as your previous trade. You were pretty active in there. You flipped your boy Miles Sanders here for the 2023
1: 1.08 pick eighth pick first round coming up was it worth it i think it was i mean that's pretty much what wound up happening is i effectively flipped the 205 and the 106 for the 108 that's pretty much about right maybe you'd like to get a late third or something on top of that but i'm okay with that i do want to say because this is a one qb league right now i think you're looking at five or maybe six is kind of the area where you get a bit of a tier drop off i would like it to be a little bit higher but wouldn't we all like that? Knowing me, I probably won't actually exercise this pick. I will probably move up or down from here or perhaps flip it for a player. But still, again, I, I like the idea. I bought Sanders. I let the stock grow. Sold out on a high point of it. So still wound, up with Tyler Algier, still wound up with Tyler Algier after all of that. And I love you, Tyler Algier, but I might have to start selling some of my shares because your name is very difficult to pronounce, apparently. But Algier still here. Maybe not for long. We'll find out.
0: On our fifth deal, this one went down May 7th on a rainy afternoon in a 1QB tight end premium league. You traded away Rashad White and Tyler Algier for your guy, Traylon Burks, and Mr. Green Bean himself, Tyquan Thornton. Based on the date, I'm going to assume that this was yet
1: another deal that went down. During the rookie draft, am I right? Yes, you're right about that. And uh, Algier still here it should be the subtitle for House Party Five if they're still doing that thing. And can you explain the green bean thing? The green bean thing to me, I don't understand that. Take off yeah, he's 30.
0: thin as a green bean. The dude really needs. fucking sandwich. I thought it was more complex than that, sandwich man. Sandwich I thought there sandwich. was going
1: to be more to it.
0: No, I just, this guy needs a, what do they call him up there? In New England grinders? Give give his ass some grinders. He needs like five of them a day.
1: Oh, he's in grinders. Oh, he's in grinders. Navy beans, Navy beans. We get it. And yeah, this was a rookie draft deal. I traded away the 112, which was Rashad White, and the 205, which was Tyler Algier, for the 104, Traylon Burks, and the 405, the aforementioned Taekwondo Thornton. I do like this one on paper, but looking back on it, having a white. And Algier probably would have helped me more than Burks. Like I'm definitely deeper at the wide receiver position here. Burks really didn't make my starting lineup maybe but once or twice during the buys. And it worked out okay at the end, but that was a little bit of luck with Cam Akers in the occasion uh, Devin Singletary spike game. I'll call it a wash, man. I'll call it a wash. I do really like both uh, White and Algier, but I'm very, very high on Traylon Burke still. Looked good against the Jaguars, even with Josh Dobbs at quarterback. And I would say like in a vacuum, if you trade the 112, the 205 for the 104 and the 405, that's usually a pretty good deal for you. The 112, you know, unlike the, the band back in the day there, is going to be a little bit riskier. At the 104, you're basically guaranteed to get a, a player who's in those top two tiers. I will almost always go that way in a deal, especially in a shallow format like the FFPC. I would say if I had, you know, one thing I could redo, it's I probably would have taken Garrett Wilson ahead of Marks. Well, you're optimistic,
0: buddy. Um, Room 112, dude, that's where it went down. Let's double up on Rashad White here for our sixth deal. And given the date, I'm going to assume that this was yet another deal that went down during rookie draft. You were a busy guy during the rookie draft. May 8th, sun began to shine. In a super flex tight end premium dynasty league, you decided to trade away Michael Carter. Brian Robinson, our boy B-Rob, and Jelani Woods. Who'd you get in return? Well, you got Rashad White, Juan Dolly Robinson.
1: You think you won this one, didn't you? I do think I did. You know, especially because Michael Carter now looks like he is persona non grata up there in New York. The actual deal was I traded away the the 212, well, Michael Carter, the 212, which became Brian Robinson, 312, which became Jelani Woods for the 203, which became Rashad White, and the 308, which became Wondale Robinson. And as you can tell, because I was giving up the picks with the 12 at the end, I won that league. I won it again this year, so this deal must have been okay. I actually really like Michael Carter as a player. I thought he was really good as a rookie, and he just got kind of screwed here. It looks like they like Bam more than him. It sounds like they're going to keep James Robinson. Obviously, I love Brees Hall, so you really kind of have to hope for a trade. Otherwise, I don't know where Carter's going to get value for. And I love Brian Robinson's story and everything. I think he's fine is kind of that early down banger but he's not very involved in the passing game the commander's are not going to be an elite offense anytime soon so i strongly prefer white to him and i like jelani woods but i don't really need him hey uh, everyone who drafted him basically cut him at least in the ffbc formats already picked up a bunch of shares and on top of that the dude who took trey mcbride at 205 cut him so i blew a bunch of my fab there so i've already got a nice stable young talent at tight end And again we already talked about one dolly robinson very excited about the talent, a lot of opportunity on the Giants. Just picked a terrible time to have that ACL out there. Hopefully he gets back quickly, but it was later in the season, so it'll be tough to keep him through cutouts.
0: At number seven, let's use the KISS method and keep it simple, stupid. October 30th, dark, cold, October 30th. In a one-quarterback tight end premium dynasty league, you went ahead and you traded away Devontae Adams, for Kadarius Tony and the 2023 1.09 pick. Mills, you think you got enough for Adams here? And not just looking at it this year, talking about for the next, you know,
1: two to three here historically. You think you got enough for him? As long as you're not talking about practice, because you know we don't talk about practice. Actually, I'm pretty sure this went down on a Sunday morning, like while I was setting lineups. And this was a team who really wasn't kind of going anywhere in he offered me something like for Canarius Tony who had just gotten traded to the Chiefs hadn't played yet and I was kind of like I'm interested in Tony but I'm not interested I think he wanted Pat Fire move maybe straight up again tight end premium or whatever and I was again very deep at wide receiver in this league so I didn't mind trading Adams and this is kind of where it ended up and then this dude actually turned around and flipped him at the trade deadline for Deontay Johnson in the 110 so what do you really prefer I mean tony in the 109 johnson in the 110 i prefer my side of it personally but i think it's pretty close the fact that that's what he dealt him for pretty much means that i was at least in the right ballpark and i love Devontae adams but now he's got questions at quarterback going forward wrong side of the age cliff so i think he's officially in the antonio brown zone like before he went crazy when he was like you know 31 years old but still kind of the 101 at least in season long leagues with the steelers there and everyone kept waiting and he had like two great seasons after everyone thought he was going to fall off twice so i think that's what adams could do he could continue to produce and kind of surprise people a little bit but i think that you know it will fall off a little bit you can tell this year he doesn't get open quite as well but he is you know very crafty great route runner great hands he will age well but i'm very excited about Kadarius tony he could be the replacement for Tyree Kill, maybe not a proper one for one, but you've already seen the Chiefs use him in a lot of fun ways. I think he's gonna by the time you get out of the playoffs, I think, you know, Canarius Tony by himself is going to get me that mid first round pick if I want it.
0: Yeah. I mean they're using him at running back, and sweep game, reverse game, passing game. Everywhere,
1: what'd you like to see? Like they use Tyree Kill.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't like to see it, but I do. Probably like hurts for Sky Moore, but what are you gonna do? Yeah. Mills This is an interesting one here. At number eight, we have a deal that went down on September 29th in a 1QB tight end premium Dynasty League. You traded away Big Mike, Mike Williams, in the 2023 4.12, so the 12th pick in the fourth round, for your boy Sky Moore, who we just talked about. Sky with two Ys and the 2.07 pick, seventh pick in the second round. What are your thoughts on this one given how this thing sh- the you know season shook out
1: here? I would say the context is this is right before Mike Williams got hurt and missed a bunch of time. In retrospect, especially now that he's hurt again, I don't know what the market value will be and that's kind of been the thing with Mike Williams. I like him a lot, but he's already older than you think he turns 29 during next season and he's really struggled to put together a full campaign the closest he's come was during his contract year and you know you don't ever want to imply that that's a thing but man it just doesn't look like you're ever going to be able to count on him for a full season I want to like Sky more but the fact that the Chiefs keep looking at other wide receivers scares me I think I'm getting some Jalen Rager vibes here I'm not gonna fault him for the fumbled punts or whatever that's not something he did in college He tried to do it. It didn't work. They kept asking him to do it. I'm not going to put that on him. I didn't get any shares of him during the rookie draft, so I was perhaps a bit over-motivated to at least get a share somewhere. I thought I was buying low. Maybe I did. It's all kind of going to depend on how healthy does Williams stay and what I do with this 2.07. If I can flip it for something or get a solid rookie with it, this deal looks a lot better. If I kind of biff it with the 207, it winds up basically being Sky Moore for Mike Williams. There's a chance that the deal doesn't look so good in retrospect. But, you know, I'm I'm not going to sell Sky Moore totally short either. He was a guy coming from a smaller conference. It was expected to take a while for him to catch on. I just think it's the idea that, man, he's fumbled all these punts. It looks like the Chiefs have wanted to give him a chance. On the other hand he's actually had a couple of decent games down the stretch or whatever so not willing to write him off yet i think he's a nice buy low candidate but i probably bought higher on him than his value is now for what that's right
0: always the optimist and for our final deal let's talk about a guy who you should hate but we know you really secretly love because when it comes to this guy you're basically mac wearing his tony romo jersey in the back office on March 31st, in a superflex, tight end, premium, best ball of dynasty league, you dealt away. I mean, this is like sacrilege for you. You dealt away Tony Pollard for the 2.03 pick, which became George Pickens. Was Pickens enough for your beloved Tony Pollard? I mean, dude, if there's ever been a Tony Pollard guy, it's
1: you, and it's not just this year; it's been you. Yeah, but I've been right about it like the whole time, so I'm okay with yeah. like, sticking with something when I'm right about it. I, he's been the best back on the Cowboys for three years, and it is—he's one of the best backs in the league. But this is a spot, man. I was before roster cutdowns, and I had it was rough, man. And then people are assholes because they know, like, they're you know because of the, the cutdowns are hard. There's not a lot of teams that have roster space to spare, and those that do are usually top-heavy teams that were pretty good, and they will just be like oh, yeah, you. oh, man, you're going to have to cut this guy? Oh, I'll give you a second-round pick for Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it's not quite that bad, but the, the offers you get are bad. And this is a case of where this was a, a team I, I struggled to do business with, and I sent him a totally unrelated trade, and this is what he countered with. He offered the 203 for Tony Pollard, and I usually don't do this, but I pretty much just snap accepted because I was like, that's basically to- Pollard was worth right there, probably a very late first, early second. The value was fine. So I'm okay with doing that. And then as I look at the draft board, I took Pickens one pick after James Cook. I think I would still take Pickens over James Cook. I just prefer the young stud wide receiver to the running back unless it's like, you know, super top tier elite running back kind of deal. And I also got Kenny Pickett at the 108. So now I got kind of the hook up there and everything. So you're right. I didn't really want to trade Tony Pollard. But if I did, I'm glad it's for the, you know, the Pickett to Pickens, that PP, PP. I hit the There's got
0: to be some little hands in there somewhere. Guys, that was Nine Guys Dynasty presented by Seize Gap Fantasy Football. Thank you for listening or watching. We appreciate it. If you could, please take a couple seconds to like this YouTube video or rate the podcast wherever you're listening. We're everywhere. It really helps other people find
1: our show. We appreciate it. Magnum Mills. Did I forget anything? Uh, I mean, probably to bet all of the money on Georgia, that was probably the play. Other than that, you basically nailed it. Just remember to tell people find us wherever you eat your pods by searching for season gap. Those social needs are at the gap. FF YouTube channels, Joe Blow football And that's basically it. I'm Magna Mills, he's Jamie G, and that was nine trades in a row.
0: And we're going to continue to wrap up 2022 for a couple more weeks, so don't Don't get all frustrated thinking we're leaving you. We're not. As we approach the Super Bowl, we're going to shift into 2023 mode and help you get ready to wheel and deal in in anticipation of free agency because it's coming around the mountain. In a row? Yes. In a row. (laughs)